Let's welcome everybody in to our national hour of the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. We are live on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver, Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. And this hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, and eager on the on-deck circle, PJ Stock. Let's welcome him in on, for those of you that can't see, he's got a new Zoom yeah. location. Jeez, this I is take high it, end. Like, you're, you're, take, you're taking us into the executive suite at the Stock Mansion. I can smell the uh, leather and mahogany. The mansion. <laughs> Yeah, the mansion. You can smell the mahogany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of what it smells like. Um, yeah, I, uh, I redid my whole office. You always only get to see this part. I got a bar over there for the moment. This is done. Actually, who's kidding? Who I've been in the bar for the last two hours before I had to do this hit. I got a little seating area over there. A couple TVs up to watch you guys on replay later on. So, uh, I got a pretty good setup here. And how many Wayne Gretzky pictures did you suck him into signing for you? Uh, no joke. I I didn't want to turn it now. I I do it if you know. I just don't want everyone next time behind the scenes to get mad enough. I got my Rangers picture up on the wall from ninety seven ninety eight, which was an Edmonton Oilers eighty five All Star team. This was nineteen ninety seven, uh, and then we have Gretz and myself here, and uh, I have a Gretzka jersey, and I have a picture uh, <laughs> to PJ. It was great to play with you, Wayne Gretzky, nineteen ninety nine, last year. So, yeah, he's my. I always. I'll go on about Gretz, the debate of when it comes to the greatest players of all time and everyone has their arguments. I just give him my vote every time because he's one of the greatest people of all time. And that's what he was to me. And the jerseys mean nothing. It's kind of fun for us to sit around and have drinks and relax. But uh, it's the Wayne Gretzky stuff. I promote him to anyone because he's just an awesome human being for me. Okay. Um we're going to get into Patrick Waugh in Montreal. Let's go. No, just Let's one go. more. Just one more, one more. And it's Wayne Gretzky. Uh, is uh, is this record safer now that Ovi's off to a very tough yeah. start? I didn't think Ovi was going to get there anyways, uh, only because I thought the no core way. around him. I, I, I thought the, he had to, what, maintain 30 goals a year for four more years? I think that's what it was, or was that give or take what it was? It, it uh, seemed to, like a... a, a a tap in putt yeah, for but him. Yeah, 30 goals a year, and then for four more years, counting health, counting everything, counting the players around him, getting the puck. Uh, that whole team is, is is you know, that it's funny. It's a little bit what's going on in Pittsburgh right now. The whole core is just, you know, it's kind of tough to watch it. You know, he's I, he's his record safe. Let's just say that. I think it's very wow. safe. Let's uh, talk about Connor in another 15 yeah, years yeah. and see where it's at. But this one right now. Okay, for for a, a historic franchise like Montreal, who's going to miss the playoffs again this year, yeah. how big of a story is this that Patrick Waugh is coming in to coach against the Montreal Canadiens tonight with the New York Islanders? It's coming in at an interesting time because the Canadians, again, there's been a lot of, again, uh, we, we've just stopped the Slavkovsky stuff. I got low expectations. The team this year, I had low ex- Like, I understand where they are, but... The the fans of this team have wanted Patrick Watt to be a coach here for a bunch of years, and it just never happened for a lot of different reasons. And now he gets picked up by another team at the time where the Canadians are starting to – they haven't had their best showings in the last few games. So it's going to be – I'm really interested to see how the, the fans react. Obviously, he came back in the day with, with Colorado. Um, 
but this is different. I think he stepped aside from the game. I heard him speak the other night, and he just sounds so much more polished, uh, so much more professional. Uh, he, he talked about how we learn stuff, and, and as everyone does, and that Colorado experience was a great ex- uh, was a great experience, I guess, for him. And he's in a good place. Um, it's going to be interesting to see as the Canadians are doing this. And Patrick Waugh comes in. One of the arguments with the team is uh, they don't have a lot of fire. Um, Marty is is a very, he's an amazing speaker. But the team now, we're two years into the project and is sputtering. And we're seeing a couple of individual improvements. But the team's laid some pretty impressive eggs over the last little while. One mainly against San Jose. And it's, yes, they're young. Yes, they're trying to find, but we're two years in. And the team kind of, I'm not saying it's necessarily the case here, but often plays, you know, in kind of the imitation of your coach. And Marty's very calm. I find the team very calm. Mm-hmm. I find I find them very passive. Um, I, I, it needs some fire. I, I lose, but lose the right way. They've been losing the wrong way now for a bit. They're bringing in a guy who is as fiery. I, I watched. I didn't see a second game. I saw the first game, and it, behind the bench, he's as fired up as as he was a player. Um, I think he's way better at controlling himself. Hopefully than he did years ago. And I think the Islanders are only going to benefit from it, but I'm very interested to see how the game goes tonight and how the fans react. Well, uh, yeah, I'm curious about that relationship in general. Like people said here in Toronto that Vince Carter would never be a beloved figure again. They cheered him at a Raptors game this past year, which makes Sammy, my, my buddy here upset, you know, where are the people of Montreal and fans of the Canadians with Patrick Waugh? So this is, well, with Patrick Waugh, they've wanted him in the organization for okay, they have. a bunch yeah. of years. They have. They okay. have. They they there is the whole group that have been saying, you know, which a lot of people in the hockey world have said that, you know, he needs he needed to fix him. He can't do what he was doing in junior, take it to the avalanche, even though he went as coach of the year. Right. And just think he could take over everything like he did. I, I think going back to junior, understanding what happened in, in a Colorado experience have made him a much better person for understanding the situations. And again, it's it's I think the hardest thing is how you deal with young adults today. And I think Pat's learned a lot just hearing the way he he spoke most recently. Um, it's they have a passion for him. The team's not winning, and you always look back at winners and why they won. And I'm he's going to get super cheered, like every player that comes back gets super cheered, and then eventually they get booed a little. You can't boo the coach because he's on the bench. But if this score gets ugly, the top Raptors will be interesting to see what they start chanting. That's all that I'm... And, and it's the rink to do it. Yeah. Everyone knows it's the rink to do it, yeah. right? And um, everyone's a fan of Patrick, uh, the, the player, and you remember him that way. The coach, you remember what he was able to bring firewise to Colorado and that young team, and they go on to win a Stanley Cup. And, you know, did, did Pat? what did Patrick have to do with the young start for that team? No one knows because he was replaced. But... Montreal's kind of struggling right now, sputtering, and they're about to trade some of their veterans, and they're going to go in this funk, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the fans react. We're talking to PJ Stock, former NHLer, Hockey Night in Canada, analyst on many nights, caring. Buddy of Gretz. Caring Elliot Friedman and Kelly Rudy. Oh, the days. Remember oh. the days? 
I used to have to do his tie all the time. I don't know who they hire now. It's just, hey, Kipper, what was your job there? Like, seriously. We, Same as yours. No one really listened. Yeah, no one listened to us anyway. Nobody. Just, our job was to do I this tie. To you guys. PJ, yeah, thanks for moments yeah. ago, you said Patrick Watt is not coaching in Montreal, and it didn't happen for a lot of different reasons. Give me one or two. I think the general managers and the ownership uh, weren't prepared for his his personality. Um, he takes up a lot of space. He's very confident, uh, and it's kind of his way. If and, and I think we're going a lot on he ran in, in a junior team, top to bottom, and they won. He goes to Colorado wins but he wants to take over more than just a coaching job and it's his good friend that has to tell him you know i don't know what that friendship's like today but his good friend had joe sackick had to kind of say hey buddy slow down and then he didn't really come back um so it's you know again i'm so interested to see how this plays out tonight well but i think general managers were afraid of how he would be barking up i think lou lamorella was one guy that can easily say hey patrick Relax. Or or he doesn't say relax. He just hands him the keys. And maybe yeah, maybe Patrick's a little older, a little wiser, not that yeah. interested now in in maybe sticking in his, his, his fingers in his into loose pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, again, it's a possibility, but I know what I'm like. Like, I can't shut my switch off or something sometimes. Uh, Pat's been animated the first two games. Great games. Dallas beats Dallas, which is a great team. Loses to Vegas by one. Um, he's fiery behind the bench. He, he does not have a good hockey team, in my my opinion. Uh, he has Barzell that can skate, and then a couple of offensive defensemen. And then they have a lot of what Islanders have been for the last so many years. But he's going to get that, what is it, juice out of the lemon? Uh, and he's going to be able to... Squeeze him um, for what he's – is it short-lived? I don't know. I, I don't know. And how – but you're, it's a great point. I don't know how much longer Lou wants to be in this. Does Pat eventually move up? I don't think he's um, interested, honestly. I think he's at a place coming off the Memorial Cup with those kids that says, that's where I thrive. That's where I'm best at. I don't want president. I don't want to be a face of anything. He canceled the morning skate just to not deal with that uh, – Attention, yeah. I, I think he's in a perfect place. Junior is a little bit different. I don't know how many, I'm sorry, how many teams are in the QMJHL right now? So let's just say there's 20. 25. I don't, 20, there's 20. Okay. There's 32 in the NHL. There's, of those junior teams, there's about six of them with money. All right? So, and junior kind of, it's always the same teams in the O, kind of in the Q and the dub, and it's kind of the way it is. You're you're on a hierarchy. Now you're going to a salary cap and dealing with guys that are in longer contracts with you and making more money than you. It's not the same game anymore. It's not the same game for him coming from that experience. And it's you see it now. Last night in Toronto, you're you know, finally they the the big three got benched on a power play because it's hard to control them. What are you gonna do? You know, a couple nights ago, Jacques Martin was giving it to uh Kubalik, I think, on the bench, and like the players weren't listening to the coach. Why? Because they're on eight-year contracts at eight million a year. I mean, the, you know, it's it's way different than being able to manipulate and control a seventeen-year-old already, who's probably one of the best seventeen-year-olds in the league, because that's how you can orchestrate stuff in junior when you're a team with money. 
it's way different now. I'm surprised he went to a team that doesn't have as much upside. Uh, there is, you know, rumors about him and being, being involved in Ottawa. Uh, and I, I would have loved to see him in that situation more so than the Islander situation. Oh, I just it, think there's more upside there. Are you kidding me? The rivalry with Montreal and Toronto, it would have changed forever. Yeah. You, you, think, you don't think it would have been great? I wish Ottawa signed him. <laughs> this guy wanted to show, Patty in Ottawa. That's what he wanted. Yeah. But I he, wanted Patty in Ottawa. I mean, Ottawa's this, I, I think, I'm forgetting the actor, Ryan, Go- not Gosling, Ryan uh, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. That's what they need. That's what Ottawa needs. I played in the Ottawa Valley in Pembroke. They need something to like, they need some spark for this team for the last 30 years. Um, they need something. And Patrick would have been great. I think they have a lot of great players in that organization. And I, again, I don't know how he, how successful he's going to be as a coach. And I'm wishing him the, the moon and the stars. But I just think it's harder for what he's trying to get to that next level with the talent pool of the Islanders versus that of another team. That's why I'm surprised he jumped on that opportunity. But maybe one of the reasons why he jumped on that opportunity was, A, he wanted to get in, wasn't a lot of jobs. And as Kipper, you mentioned, the Lula Morello factor. You know, that might be, hey, how many other can he get? Larry Robinson, Jacques Perrier, uh, uh, Burns. He's had every Canadian pretty much or involved the Canadians organization under him at some point. And maybe that's just another follow-up that, uh, you know, guys have been here. I've heard nothing but great things about you, and I'm going to go to to Lou. All right, PJ, I'm going to pretend you haven't been slandering the New York Islanders this whole time. And, uh, and get I haven't. <laughs> I, I haven't. I just don't think – I just think they're – I don't want to do what's going on with uh, Bissonnette and uh, – um, oh, Butchie. Butch Goring, yeah. Butchie, Butch yeah. I don't want Butchie coming after me. I love Butchie. <laughs> Butch um, is great. I, I just think they're, they're a very vanilla yeah. team. Nah, uh, they're just... Not here to for now. Just, yeah. For now. For now. They've got... they got some young, young great defensemen. Uh, then there's a bit of a drop, I guess, if you want to say that. They've got... So, Bor Harbat. They have some guys that are aging, aging out. Yeah, you're so, right. You're right because they've got uh, Barzell and Horvat on long-term deals and Adam Pellick. Yeah. But outside of that, in a year or two, this team could look much different. Yeah. It could. But, I mean, I could be taller. <laughs> I, I could not have to deal with these shadows I know, of my hands. I know, I know. But <laughs> this is – they didn't bring Patrick, Raw, uh, Patrick in to just save the, the playoffs this season, no. guys. Yeah. There's a very no. good chance that they miss out, but they, they, they turn this thing finally around. Well, and yeah, you know what? As much fun. as you wanted him in Ottawa, Islanders fans need a little spunk too, considering they're dealing against the Rangers and yeah. the Devils. And sorry, I went off. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I was. I, I do want to ask though, uh, since you're our resident Montreal Canadiens expert, uh, they've kind of got it handed to them the, uh, the last few few matches here. What, what's yeah. the plan here heading towards trade deadline? How different is this team going to look? And, it, you know, like, is there a point where they're going to start trying to win games and go the other direction? First of all, I'm the expert. It's not a Montreal thing. It's just a general just expert here, label. You guys can't take in the mahogany right now. You can't right now. <laughs> or the pictures of Gretz splattered all over the wall. Buddy, listen. It's all right. It's I'm all right. You good. can't. I, yeah, I, I got my actually my first Rangers point. Anyways, I didn't need to go over about my I scored on Broder. I, not the time. <laughs> Anyways, um, you, you know what? They lose to teams. It's funny they play great against 
good teams because we've been on the flip side because those good teams come in and almost think it's point night. And the Canadians' goaltending has camouflaged a ton of their errors in those games. I I don't have every game for you, but on average, I'm going to say, besides the San Jose game, they've been outshot chances, like not just shot on net, as you like the shots that are blocked and shots that miss the net, um, by almost 30 shots a night. A whole second game of shots these other teams have been having every night. The, the only night they don't look great are nights when their goaltending is just normal. Uh, their goaltending was teetering in the top five. Where are they going to be? Uh, they've really, Sean Monaghan is a very interesting piece. Uh, I He would be a great addition to any team. Um you know, Carter Hart, I don't know how long he's out and what the flyer situation is going to be. Canadians have three goaltenders. Jake Allen is an amazing, experienced goaltender who's had some playoff experience, done pretty well. Um, this team's going to look a lot different. And as much as they're struggling right now, I'd be really interested to see how they struggle without is, – do they lose Savard as well? You know, does mm-hmm. Matheson leave? Like, these are all – you know, Kent and uh, Jeff are, are really trying to rebuild this, but they need some veteran presence around. And it- I don't know how, how it's going to look if they lose any one of those four players that I just mentioned because they're pillars back there. Is is Montreal dreaming to think that they can get a first-rounder for Sean Monaghan? I think you get a first-rounder for wow. Sean Monaghan. I, I, I think of some of the... The kid, I mean, I'm forgetting his name. I went to Tampa Bay last year. They pretty much traded an entire hockey team for him. You know? Um, Jeanneau, uh, thank you. Um, listen, as it gets closer, first of all, if I'm Kent, I'd be trying to move these guys before an injury happens. Uh, and last year, that's kind of what happened. I don't know who I'd move. I'd have to really look at the young guys on the on the back end. They need veter- veteran presence around them. Matheson eats up a lot of minutes right now because he can. He's a great skater. Uh, and you know they don't have to throw these young kids in all those pressure cooking moments, even though they're about to become not pressure cooking because they're almost out of it. And then Savard's the other one that plays those hard penalty killing minutes. Um, Monahan and 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 some ma- a lot of matchup minutes. Monahan that takes every big face off for the team, and that kind of protects Suzuki a little. Obviously, they don't have Doc or Newhook right now, so it's interesting because you want to keep building and you want to. Former NHL forward, we discussed expert. I thought it said expert before. <laughs> Doesn't like the Chiron. Who's doing font back there? Who's doing font? Not us. World expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyways, strike one. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know where this team is. Like I really don't. And that's for the first time in a while. I said starting when we started this off. Um, it's an interesting time for Patrick to be coming in because the team has played. They played two amazing games. They played three games. Sorry, they played uh, Colorado. I forget the other team. Anyways, Colorado, one team, then beat Jersey. Edmonton. They uh, lost, to, lost to Edmonton, beat Colorado, beat New Jersey, and then they laid like two or three eggs and bad eggs. And then Boston just beat them like 9-4 on the weekend. And it's just the waters kind of, uh, Poach said, the chain has snapped. Well, the chain snapped, and you still have all those veterans in the lineup. What's the chain going on the bike going to look like once you take the guy killing all your penalties, the guy taking all your big face-offs, and potentially your guy that plays 27 minutes a night out of the lineup? 
Listen, there, so. there's there's teams out there, PJ, that need goaltending help. Do you expect Jake Allen to be gone by the end of uh, trade deadline? Well, it's it's interesting. They have a young stud in college right now coming up. Dobezh has been great in the American Hockey League, by the way, the first time in a long time. A lot of times we don't give enough credit to American Hockey League coaches because I've played in the A and, and Borna, you know, and Kipper, it's it's a yo-yo, right? Like it's always different lineups, different everything. JF Hool's team is 13-2-2 right now. I don't think they've given up a point in their last 10, ga- ga- 10 games in, uh, in regulation. Their players have been called up and sent down. Uh, he's done a great job, and for the first time, it's it's a winning organization down there, and that mm-hmm. is so important for the young guys. Uh, so I don't even know where I was going with that. I'm just rambling on. Well, hey, Sorry. listen, it's good information either way. Can I get yeah, one more question just, to you? You know, I, as long as you go expert. <laughs> okay, we're now joined by... Where's my uh, font? I'm giving and- the font guy five minutes. <laughs> I've been just talking in circles for him to put my font up. I'm delaying right now. This is professional delaying. With world NHL awesome expert PJ Stock. Uh, every time you're on, I want to ask you about your eye, Slavka- Slavkovsky. I just have, I'm yeah. going to. I think that's part of it. He's p- playing yep. more minutes than ever for, for Montreal. Are you seeing him find his way a bit? Told you. Kipper you was all against them. You guys were all yelling. I just said relax. He's a, yeah. The only thing World that NHL awesome expert. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hold on, hold on. I, my, hold on. Take a picture of it. Yeah, I gotta get a picture is, of it. You make sure case. you tweet it. This is my last. It's gonna one. be his profile this is my last. picture. <laughs> okay. Um, oh so gosh. I, you know what? He's a big body. I, I we did the Olympics last time. I did the Olympics. Uh, he got MVP of the Olympics of the, in the hockey. And uh, you know what? I, I didn't even think he was super great during that time, but he was when the puck was on his stick in the slot. He scored. Like, you didn't see him all game, and then he at the end, you'd have to puck on the stick and get a goal. You look back at his stats in, in Finland last year, and he only had 10 points or 14 points. I think he had seven goals all year and, like, double that. Maybe it's five and five or seven and seven. Let's just say the high end was 17, uh, 14 points. He's just built. And he played in a rink where there's really no hitting, and it's bigger. So the time and space, you know, and a more physical game, a lot of mirroring over there in Europe. And, you know, now you cut across the slot and there's someone right there right now. Bigger bodies, longer sticks, the spacing thing. He was almost when he started was like Marmaduke on the ice, like, you know, bumping into things. And <laughs> if he had more meanness to him, it'd be better. Because if he bumped into those people, he'd bump in with a with a meaning, like, get out of my way or, you know, like, but he doesn't. He's, like, almost too nice on the ice, which he'll learn o- over time. But he's been the best thing on that Suzuki Caulfield line now for a few weeks. He's He doesn't lose a ton of puck battles. Again, he's only 19. Uh, he's, he's driving the net. He's got – he'll come through between the blue lines with some pace every now and then and hold on to the puck. Again, he just finished – his first full year, which is like 82 games. I think he's at like at 84 now or something, but he's just finished a full season on a team that really struggles. And he's playing on the number one line, facing the top line and top defense every night. I think he's done amazing. He's one of the guys that I'm really excited to see what he's going to be like in two years. I, I really am. And I think it's frustrating for the organization because they put a lot of bank in the Suzuki and Caulfield right now, and the, the the kids, the one shining on that line, uh, to their defense, as I said, they're smaller bodies, and they're playing against the number one line every night, 
and the number one defense every night. So it is tough. The, the, the not being covered by Doc and Newhook hurts a lot. So, are, are you talking about a, a top six power forward here? I'm talking about. I'm gonna think he's having, he's gonna have an amazing career once he well, learns. Amazing. Once he, learns, he turns into Rantanen. That's amazing. Rantanen. Um, I, I Rantanen would be unbelievable. He's got a good shot. He's too nice with the puck. He he's not mean. He's not mean. Like he he has to learn. Take him out one good. night. I know. I te- I can't one night. The team's getting beat. Actually, what happened? The team's playing. Um, the the team's playing. And Slavkov, I think it's St. Louis. He gets smoked by the blue line. He gets and he goes down. He's kind of hurt. Goes to a knee. You know, they stop the game. He goes off. No one stuck up for him. No one. The next night. They're playing, and Justin Barron gets hit into the post. And a luck, thank the Lord that New Days at the post comes off because Barron would have been hurt pretty good. Slavkovsky is the only guy that goes in and gets his nose dirty to defend his teammate. This entire team needs a night with Kipper, me, <laughs> not for me, <laughs> no, definitely and not. me in the bar. We're going to have a couple of drinks, and then we're just going to let them just, my man, maybe not. We gotta get an old school brawl going. We gotta get a mean. We gotta get them like they're like they're so it's so funny. We used to do that. Go out, sit down, let's have some drinks. Let's just talk it, talk it over. You have to like your teammates so much that you're gonna do anything for them. And I don't want to see my buddy get hurt. I don't want to see my buddy get hurt. So even though I know I'm gonna take a beating, I wish he'd do the same for me. And I think that's the important chemistry that teams that are successful have. And I'm not seeing enough of that in Montreal. And I think he has it. He just doesn't know how good he can, how good he can be with it in, in in time. Hey, Peach, thanks for doing this, and and great job finding good use out of the wood panel off your yeah. family station wagon. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah. you. I'm going to send yeah. you the screenshot we got from the television too, so you have a Thank TV you. version. Thanks, guys. Brett says bye too. <laughs> <laughs> so, does, so does the other Gretz. So does All the other right. Gretz. That's PJ Stock, right. former Thanks, National Hockey League player and uh, owner of a family station wagon where he had <laughs> not Ed, anymore. And Ed paneled. That's a Ed, nice Ed setup. Tied on the top roof. <laughs> this, the, you know, that and, is a pretty established Ron Burgundy looking yeah, setup he's got there. Look nice. Yeah. Uh, you like Slavkowski can be a serviceable player, mm-hmm. but will he be? a face, one of the faces of this franchise one day. I do wonder if you have to, and I mean this just a genuine wonder, not saying I think it's my opinion. I wonder if you have to get mean in the NHL at all. It really helps. It super helps. It super triple helps. But like who, you know, like, I don't think Phil Kessel won a cup. Jack Eichel wins a cup. Like I'm trying to think of guys who aren't like, uh, who'd you say beside Phil's, Phil Kessel? Jack Eichel, like, I don't think he's, like, a nasty guy in any way. You Listen, know? Like, I'm thinking Jack of Matthews and Marner, Cup. I'll be honest, when I'm having this conversation. But will Jack, like, truly be, like, the horse of Vegas? Right. No. Right. And that's the conversation, you know, Nate McKinnon. Oh, my gosh. Is, yeah. But he's just, like, Well, he's next the, level. He's, he's just next level off. But sure. I put Nate in the same category as I do uh, Sidney Crosby. Sid, yeah. As I do, Connor McDavid, where these guys are just—they're twenty-four-seven. Their engines do not shut off, even right. when they sleep. Right, and like I wouldn't call Connor McDavid mean, 
but he has this edge, this Anna, this this you know, this kind of drive, I guess, where he he doesn't want people to stand in his way. And it's that that drives just growing, right? Every day, every month, every year, he's away from a Stanley My Cup. My question is, can you still? Be a team, you know, in let's say 2024 to 2034, are you going to be able to win cups when you're just a really good hockey player? Is that going to be enough because the, the game is going to change? Well, now enough? you're describing Austin Matthews. Well, it's that conversation and it's about Slavkovsky and it's about players of that ilk. Like, is the game moving towards them where they'll be able to have success where you couldn't before? We're really down to Brad May's famous real Kipper and born quote. You're, but you're talking about it helps. Is it necessary? Derek, you got it for us? Mm. I'd that... fight my mom to win another Stanley Cup. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, re- I really love my mom. I don't think I would. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd have, I'm thinking about it. No comment. I love my mom, too. <laughs> no comment. But my, my mom, mom, my mom would fight with me to yeah. get a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah, that might be the case of my end. <laughs> might have to her in first. Um... Yeah, I don't think it helps with Slavkowski that he looks exactly like Pierre Engvall. Yes, Slovakian. He skates Engvall. and looks exactly like him. Yeah. So, anyways, game time, boys. Game time. Oh, it's, you know Montreal Canadian fans are just cursing you oh, right yeah. now. It's, it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Watch him skate for one shift and tell me that's not Pierre Engvall. It, it, it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Super <laughs> it is. Uh, what, uh, what, well, I bet What's Engvall, a, a sixth-rounder? I don't know. Engvall's got seven, better He's seven. got better stats probably than Slavkowski does. He also has a seven-year contract worth <laughs> three million per. What a weird contract. All right, it's game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. Find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19-plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Now, I just got to unfreeze my computer, but I want you to tell me, Borny, what you think the line in the Oilers and Chicago Blackhawk game is Where today. is it? It's in, uh, it is in Edmonton. You wouldn't be asking me were it not absurd, but mm-hmm. I'll try. I'm going to say it's minus 450. It is minus 650. No, it's not. It is. And if you want to bet on the Chicago Blackhawks, who are awful, uh, our boy Billy Duke read his, their lines off to me today. They are. It's a borderline AH, not borderline. It's an, AH. it's an AHL team. I don't know that a line has ever been that low, ever. But it's ever. plus, they're plus 475. To beat them and end their 14-game winning streak. Needs to be a mercy rule tonight. Like, they should be able to wave the flag. Well, yeah, at some point, the game needs to, like, shut down. (laughs) (laughs) Every player agrees. We'll all be minus two. We'll give it a 10 nothing final score, and we'll just skate off the the rink. Yes. Okay, Connor gets two and three for five. Yes. (laughs) We'll call it a night. If you want uh, to find any sort of value in this game... The Chicago Blackhawks plus two and a half goals, so they have to lose by less than three, mm-hmm. is plus one hundred. Wow! So if you want to hold on for dear life, if you really love gambling, you want to hold on but for you dear just life. Think maybe the oil take their foot yeah. off the gas. Black so a plus one hundred, plus two and a half. Bedard's been out for maybe nine or ten games already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he still leads the team in scoring by eight points. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a hurting unit. It just sucks that. Them doing this Western road trip, you know, through Vancouver and Edmonton versus Connor. Like, it's such a great, yeah. it would have been great for the game to have him there. Now and, it's 
Go check out Philip Kurashev and Big Mackenzie Ant- Entwistle. Entwistle guy? <laughs> uh, By the way, we reference him because that's the other name we know. <laughs> yeah, Antwistle's back. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jason Dickinson, all-star. Um, and the other things that I like tonight, not a ton of value, but I feel like the Islanders may take it to the Habs tonight. We were talking to PJ there about how they haven't been playing very well. New coach. They all know the stakes of Patrick Waugh going in there, struggling Habs team. Could really see them taking it to him. So just straight up, it's minus 150. And if you like it, a minus a goal and a half. It's plus 165 for the Islanders at the Bell Center tonight, which will be a big event. Looking forward to it. So uh, that was Game Time, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds to find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. All right, we'll take a quick break, but you've got us loaded up for news and notes. Do you not, Sammy? I got a few things in there for you, boys, yeah. All right, we're going to have some fun with that, including a defenseman who's calling out his team. We've had that earlier with uh, Devon uh, Taves Mm -hmm. in Colorado. And another one last night. We'll get those words out after the break. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee back after this. Diving deep into Leafs, Raptors, Jays, and NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the show. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. All right, what is going on with the L.A. Kings? How can you be a record setter at the beginning of the year? I don't know what they ripped off on the road, but it was, like, unbelievable. Yeah. 10, 11, 11 12 yeah. games without a loss on the road. You're one of the top teams. And then last night, you blew a lead to the Buffalo Sabres. You've now dropped, what, 12 or 14 games. You let Edmonton pass you. Yeah. And now you got Drew Doughty sending a pretty stern message to his teammates. Let's have a listen. Um, I think we got guys in this room who are too worried about themselves and worried about their points and worried about stuff like that. We get a 3-1 lead tonight. And, you know, guys start thinking it's a, it's a cookie night. And we stop playing the way we know how to play, have an awful second period, and then aren't much better in the third. Uh, it's about the team. It's not about yourself. And a lot of guys on this team are going to need to realize that. Okay. Whoa. One of my favorite sayings in this game. It's cookie? I like to always go with cookie monsters. <laughs> right? That's an old draw. We wouldn't use that one in a while. Not lately. But Drew brought it right back to the forefront because I'm telling you, everybody loves their goal scorers. But to Drew's point, the moment you turn it into, you turn yourself into a cookie monster or you're looking at a cookie night, you've separated yourself from the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. Not a very nice thing to say about Pierre-Luc Dubois. (laughs) <laughs> the Kings have two wins in their last 14 tries. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a cookie night. That's a, oh boy, there's a drop. Yeah. It's a, it's a big slide. It is. Like they really, really have fallen off a cliff. So who's he? A cookie night. Like Kopitar is a guy that you're Selkie. not talking to, yeah. right? Yeah. 
They've been so, through all the battles together, too. Like, they've won the cops. It ain't him. Like, this guy gets it, and, you know, he's he's not sticking around to pad his stats. No. So, is it Byfield, Kempe, Moore, Fiala, you know, Dubois? You know, in terms of, like, guys who are supposed to score, there's not too many more. I don't know. Like, Pierre-Luc Dubois is so lucky right now. He's got... 20 points in 45 games, and he's playing in L.A. Yeah. Where they have maybe one or two people in the media that follow you daily. If this guy was having the season he was having, still in Winnipeg, Toronto, Vancouver. Where he wanted to go to Montreal, Calgary, but. Montreal. Oof. He'd be getting roasted. Yeah, Montreal was, that was the place that it was yeah. so heavily talked about, right? Him trying to get to Montreal. Imagine. I'm just looking at the stats from last night. Kevin Fiala was dash four. So maybe that's somebody uh, speaking sounds about. Sounds possible. Sounds. Uh, <laughs> our boy Trevor Moore, dash four. Yeah. Uh, Philip Deneau, minus three which is surprising for him because he's a pretty responsible guy. And then Just the rest are, are lying. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois did score, but he was a minus one. So. Yeah. Head coach Todd McClellan last night, and I quote, the stupidity that went into this loss is beyond explainable. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to try anyway, so yeah. come on in and take a look at the video. <laughs> oh, my God. So the Kings are reeling. Yeah. Uh, and I would say Mole McClellan's, Hanging on, right? Like, I mean, that team had expectations, has good players. Yeah. Certainly well, not good. The seat is heating up. It is not good. Let's stick with the theme of people saying, you know, calling people out. Now, the Canucks have had points in 10 straight games. They're awesome. Even the lotto line, when they haven't got points, the team has won or got points. I know there's some debate in Vancouver over uh, Sportsnet. Uh, and other places making the headline. Talkit calls out Pedersen from this story. Because Talkit himself basically doesn't think it's a big deal to just say, hey, I don't think this, this guy's playing very, very well. But we here in Toronto who follow the Leafs yeah. recognize that a coach calling out a star player is not always common. Rare. 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 Very rare. Like mistake. Like <laughs> rare. On a night where he benched three guys, he's like, oh, they're good players. We love them. Yeah. <laughs> we love those guys. Right. Oh, that. <laughs> so what did what did Pedersen or what did Talkin have to say about Pedersen? Would you like to hear? Yeah, let's play, let's play the clip. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, we gotta, I haven't liked this game in the last three or four games. We got to get him going. I think he's got to skate. I think he's got to start skating a little bit. I think he's, you know, I, I I think he's good with the moves sometimes. But I think when you have speed and make those moves, that's when he's at his best. So yeah, we got to, you know, we'll get him going. Just get your feet moving. That's all he's asking, mm-hmm. right? But, like, you do need uh, to not be super sensitive, like, if you're yeah. one of his players. And right? every and once in know. a while, like, you can't help but being in Canada where you hear people constantly telling you how great you are or how much money you're about to make. Mm-hmm. Just. And you've got enough look points at the, that look at the it blue, goes okay from here. Look at the blueprint that's come out of Toronto yeah. for all these guys across the country. Oh, what's he going to make? 12, 12 and a half? Yeah. Like, I think Willie and Petey are tied in points. It's, it's really? not hard to lose a little focus sometimes. So I, I think it's great that a guy like Talkit, without really feeling like you're in the guy's grill, yeah, to just give him a little reminder, just a little bit of humble pie. Yeah. 
and get him going and again. That, and that was not harsh no, by any stretch. When it's you like do fair, it consistently like talk it does, you just, as a player, you come to know that that's what he does. Yeah. He, no, the start of the year, he was just, it's fine. It, yeah. it started the moment he uh, relieved Bruce Boudreaux. Yes. Right? This is not new to no. him. And I guarantee you, if he's coming out in public with it, it's already been said oh, yeah. three, four yes. times already. Now, I do wonder if fans of the team don't love having this superstar that is not signing a contract, mm. you know, in this sort of like, you know, it's a little weird. He won't sign this deal. And then also having the coach kind of poking him a little publicly. Mm. I do wonder if fans don't but love that. I think at the same time, Pedersen realizes that a big reason why they are at the top of the well, NHL standings probably has a lot to do with the guy behind the, the bench sure. and the way hope, he coaches. You hope he likes them if you're yeah. a fan. You're like, you no, definitely hope, hope that. But, but what you're talking about now is, and we had Ian McIntyre on, what? Uh, Friday? Friday. Yep. And there is already that narrative from some fans that are already wondering why and so what you think that, that so no what i'm saying is that what you're what you're saying is that this could kind of just add a little gas yeah. to the fire well you just hope that like you know Pedersen is not becoming unhappy or something and i'm not saying he is whoa i'm just saying if you're a fan you're like god can we just kind of like you know soothe that ego until he gets his contract at least i don't know yeah no i think you, you rick talkie can't turn on and off the the uh, no the difference he's... between coaching to win hockey games and uh, a GM or president having to negotiate a contract. Yeah, yeah. No. and you know, ho hum, they get another point. Ten straight games, they got a point after they're down two nothing heading into the third period. Didn't really look like they had a whole lot going, and then Suter gets a Puse Puse gets a Hattie natural hat trick to send it to overtime, scored in the last minute. Shen gets the winner in OT, but... Speaking of Talkit, by the way, that is a different coaching style from Keith, again, in that Pew Suter has a couple of goals. He's playing well. They need a goal in the final minute with the goalie pulled. Suter's on the ice. You know, you wouldn't think of him as one of the Canucks have enough elite guys that you would say, just put your usual guys out. You know, gives a guy who's hot an opportunity, and guy paid off for him. Good that's, coaching. That's right a there. team. Right did, there. Did you want to talk about the fights and what it means for the cats well what probably florida probably thought might be a, an easier kind of night ended up a, a real tough one and this of course goes back to uh arizona Zucker. and the florida panthers and the hit a cousin still hasn't played yeah. he's been off for how long now a month concussion protocol so two fights in what 13 seconds Yes, they Florida, I think both teams started their fourth line. Lomberg doesn't yeah. play center and took the draw to start the game. Would you like to hear Matthew Kachuk talk about what those fights yes. meant to them? For right, sure. Matthew, a dominant 6-2 victory over the Arizona Coyotes. How would you begin to summarize this win? Um, I thought that we have a couple uh, savages who started off for us <laughs> with two great fights uh, in the first <laughs> period, in the first few seconds, and, and that really set the tone for us tonight. You mentioned those two fights right after the opening face-off. What does that say about the closeness of this group? Yeah, we're uh, we're a team you know, through and through in that room, and we're sticking up for each and every one of us. Uh, we didn't like what happened last game in Arizona zone and we made sure that we wanted to come out tonight and show it on the scoreboard and show it a little bit physically as well 
Leafs are totally fine against those guys. Sam. <laughs> See, that's... I'd trade rosters in, oh, in a heartbeat. Wow. Meow. <laughs> like, if they offer me, like, the, hey, trade the rosters, done. Without thinking. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a team right now that they, they, don't, they don't turn it on and off. That's just constantly on. One and, speed. And, and Bennett's the same way. When I watch him... Like that guy could play 82 games where he, he wants to rip your head off. Yeah. And that's not an easy thing. That, 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 that's a low-maintenance guy right now. Yeah, man. Matthew Kachuk, low-maintenance. Make it 9-5, And this five, is, yep. uh, is Barkov back in? He's back. I don't know. Because he was off for a little while, too. And they're just... Yeah, they're currently find ways to win. five points back of the Bruins... I know, Sammy, you, you think the Bruins will just continue to pull away, but not out of the question. The Atlantic top spot is still up the, for grabs. The Canucks, by the way, still first in the NHL in the President's Trophy. Florida race. is just a mean team. Like, they're just a... Uh, they got some meanies. Thank goodness we got one or two teams like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really <laughs> thrilled that one of the two have to play the least the first round of the playoffs, which is, like, there is no worse matchup. The... I would rather the Leafs play literally any other team in the league in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> like I would, what about this other team I would that's take... worth talking about? Who? Colorado. No problem. Rather have that. No yeah. question. Well, Nathan McKinnon. It's really good. Last night, shot the puck in the net four times mm-hmm. for Colorado, who is three points ahead of that Florida team in the league standings. Uh, where MVP, are we on them being a cup yeah, contender he's again? Not, he's running away with it right now, isn't he? Our trophy? Yeah. Yeah. McKinnon has 82 points, which is two more than second place Kucherov. And I think third, I can pull this up here, has 67. Like, they're way up. Yeah, Pasternak is third with 67. So he's 15 points up on third place, Nate McKinnon, right now. 30 goals. You were saying, I think, off the air a little bit that Connor's slated to score, what, 35? 33 33 33 goal pace, 117 points. And that's, what what was your point? Well, my point is just trying to make sense of it. Like last year, he scores 64 and has 152 points. So, you know, why half the goal output and, you know, minus 40 points? But the team is winning, 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 winning. So what's up? Winnipeg. Mark Shifley scored 45 last year, 47. Here we go. What's he at? (laughs) What's he at? 30 Uh, He's on page for 27. Yeah. the team's a top team. Mm. 16, 70 goals don't matter. If... Well, Matthew scored 40 last year for you, and that didn't uh, didn't help the team any. <laughs> I don't know. But Matthews isn't uh, – he, he's doing great things mm-hmm. out there, but more often it's not dragging 19 other guys with him like the other guys are. That's all. And so you think that McDavid has changed the way he plays? I just think – Listen, I mean, to watch, to say I've watched Nathan like I've watched Austin, I, I can't say that. Mm-hmm. But all I know is is how the teams respond to their star players. And the but greatest just, gift McKinnon that you can Matthews, ever give they're your... They're just better than Matthews. The greatest gift you can ever give your team is making other players around you better. That is the number one thing that you can do for your hockey club. Mm-hmm. Not put the puck in the net, not win scoring titles. Make players around you better, feel better, yeah, closer. That's 
what the Leafs are struggling with right now when it comes to Willie Nylander and and Austin Matthews. Yeah, still. I'm curious there's to know still, what just, the Connor McDavid thing is because I still watch a lot and he's electric as ever. You know, like it's not like he's yeah. you know dumping but, in pucks now. Only okay, let me a few ask you something. Injury, this okay, he was hurt earlier in the year too. Mm. How much better did has Connor McDavid made Zach Hyman? Like, I think, what, what, like, how does this guy go from like a twenty-five goal scorer to now a forty-fifty goal scorer and a, and, a, and a legitimate like star player? There's something to that power but star player. Who do we have on? Oh, it was Rob Brown mm-hmm. that said, you know, you'd be surprised how much Hyman does for McDavid too. When he, they, they, it's clearly a two-way street. Obviously, it's a much busier street the one way. <laughs> but Hyman's bar raised, I think. Just by walking in a room and being around Connor McDavid, I think yeah. that uh, who yeah. can who can argue with me on that? No, but because he, he's the greatest player maybe in the world, other than McKinnon. The two best guys are both Canadian, by the way. Just, just these these guys can drag you in. Yep. They can drag you in, mm-hmm. and their bars are so high that either you're with them or you're against them. No disagreement here, Kipper. Yeah, I mean it's right. it's tough to agree or disagree. Speculation, Your Honor. Gaudreau back in Calgary tonight for the yeah. second time? Oliver Shillington's back tonight after what? Not playing his first NHL game since May 2022. Wow. That's great. And that uh, goes with uh, Anthony Kim coming back to the PGA Tour. Oh, the or live. Or live. Or one or the other. Depending. So yeah. the, the long-awaited return of guys. <laughs> Love to see it. Welcome back. All right. Our thanks to Luke Gazdick, Sportsnet hockey analyst who joined us at the top of the hour. All right, boys. Have a good night. Absolutely enjoy uh, dealing cards tonight. Yeah, Kippy. Blue and white uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. Raise some money. Proceeds going to MLSE Foundation, who once again, uh, I can't speak highly enough of the work that they've done uh, over the years. All right, boys, have a good night. Enjoy your games. Patrick Waugh in Montreal. The big feature tonight. Enjoy it. And we're back tomorrow on Off the Rails Friday with Doug McClain.